What do you want? To know my enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. An Arabic proverb attributed to a prince who was betrayed and decapitated by his own subjects. Uh, still, it's a hell of a quote. All right, the Broncos take on Arizona Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High right here on the team. As we go behind enemy lines, joining us, he covers the Arizona Cardinals for the uh, website revengeofthebirds.com. Walter Mitchell joins us. Walter, I appreciate the time. Thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you, Jim. I'm excited to be on with you and looking forward to this game on Sunday. Well, certainly, I think both the Broncos and Cardinals share this. A few things in common. Number one, backup quarterbacks are probably going to face each other on Sunday with most likely uh, Brett Rippon going for the Broncos against uh, Colt McCoy for the Cardinals. But there are also expectations for both these teams to be playoff contending teams this year. Kyler Murray right. gets a big contract extension, likewise for Russell Wilson as well, before Russ uh, even even played a, a snap in a, in a Broncos football game. It hasn't gone the way either team, either the fan base or team, thought it was going to go this season. I mean, what's what's been the feeling in Arizona right now about the future of, of Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, um, the Cardinals are in a precarious place right now. Uh, the Yesterday, there was an announcement that GM Steve Keim has been put on a medical leave of absence. Um, there aren't more details than that, but uh, uh, we have uh, Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris splitting the GM duties now. Um, and uh, this has been a volatile situation for the Cardinals because uh, the fans are getting restless. They are not happy with the GM or how the team's been built. Um, there are a number of good players on the roster, but they've been underachieving, and injuries have played a huge part, too. But um, And then there's been the, the debate over whether the Cardinals should have extended Kyler Murray, having um, two more years to decide. Uh, but I think that was a, a decision that they were going to make all along, was they were going to extend him. And unfortunately... He's had a rough year, um, both on the field and off the field, with the scrutiny. And you know, and he made uh, you know his contract demands last year very public, as as you know, and that had a way of kind of uh, biting him in the butt um, afterwards, with all the uh, scrutiny surrounding him. And he was coming off his worst game as a pro, so in the playoff game against the Rams. So it's been a volatile situation. And, um, you know, in your case, you've got a, a brand new head coach coming from the Packers and, you know, a system that, uh, should have fit, uh, you know, Russell Wilson. And it's, it's mind boggling that he hasn't had more success. Um, what do you attribute that to? Well, we, you know, we've spent a lot of time debating that, uh, Walter throughout the course of the season you know I, I think that it, the, the theory at least around here is that Nathaniel Hackett part of the reason he was hired by George Payton was the, the connection to Aaron Rodgers and this system right. was was obviously tailor-made for for Aaron Rodgers that didn't happen he decided to stay in Green Bay plan the, the so the other plan was well let's go out and get let's get Russell Wilson we'll trade for Russell Wilson and it hasn't it just hasn't come together it's been a little bit square peg round hole the injuries have, right. have mounted up. Losing Tim Patrick before the season started, 
really hurt this team in terms of its receiving core because Patrick has become such a reliable receiver for the Broncos, maybe their their most consistent receiver the last few years. It, to go along with with Cortland Sutton, who you know, was coming off that ACL a couple of seasons ago, Jerry Judy had yet to re- has yet to really. I think live up to the first round pick though. This last weekend had a great game with three touchdowns, a career best for him. Uh, the injuries on the, the offensive line, Walter. It, we could talk for the next three hours about what's wrong with the Broncos. There's a lot of things, injuries, scheme that hasn't worked out. I think Russell Wilson. The, at times, it just seems like he feels uncomfortable in the system. I think this last weekend we saw maybe one of his one of his better performances as a Broncos quarterback. It's it's been difficult because this defense has been one of the top five defense in the league and in, in scoring defense and 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 pass defense with Patrick Sertan. Uh, Walter, it's just been a lot of different things, I think, for the Broncos that have been a problem this year, particularly in regard to Russell Wilson and this offense being the worst offense in the NFL. Yeah, I, and I've always been a Russell Wilson fan and well, the Seahawks are gloating now um over the trade and that's been a bizarre reversal. I mean, who would have thought the Seahawks would be, you know, in playoff contention this year um, with, you know, um, with their situation. Um, and, um, you know, I, I it, it's something about Russell, you know, seems amiss these days. I mean, he had struggled last year and he had kind of a fallout with uh, ownership. Um, you know, but which is kind of surprising because you always struck me as a team guy. And, um, I've been watching some of your games and I, I'm just, he just doesn't look himself and Mm -hmm. not even in the two minute drills that he's so famous for engineering. Um, that's his bread and butter, but he did play a really good game last week. And, uh, it's it's just, you know, Murphy's law, you know, he gets concussed. I think he was knocked out, wasn't he? Uh, they, yeah, the, the, he was. Believe what we've heard was was knocked out after he took that hit. Head hit the ground really hard when he was on that that run uh, inside the yeah. Chiefs five yard line, and where he got uh, what uh, Juan Thornhill and I believe it was Frank Clark both uh, converged on him and and took that big hit. So yeah, it's um, you know it's I think we saw certainly the mobility more from Russ last week than, than we've seen in, in right. most games and be able to extend plays, but now right. it looks like probably not going to go. And so I, I guess in in looking at, at your team, in, in the case of Kyler Murray, I mean this it's an ACL yeah. injury and he could be out till November of next year. Uh, right. It's so they're they're look right now your your football team's in a difficult spot because they extend Kyler Murray. He's going to miss a good chunk of next season. You're not really wanting to draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft because you've already invested all this money in Kyler Murray. Now you don't know what Kyler Murray is going to look like coming off the knee injury because Correct. his mobility is so key to his success right. as a quarterback. And when we know that he's he's not going to be Peyton Manning, he's not going to be a guy that plays from the pocket. That's just not who he is. And so... It's it's really a tough situation for the Cardinals moving forward for for Steve Keim, regardless what you know what happens at that GM position right now for the Cardinals. I mean, Walter, this is a difficult spot for the Cardinals to be in moving forward with this injury to Kyler Murray. Yes, and uh, I I think that the Cardinals need to draft a quarterback at some point in the draft, um, someone who fits the system. I think they need you know a stable of quarterbacks 
Cliff Kingsbury has proven, you know, in college and, and in the pros. I mean, he's Colt McCoy has gone three and two and won um, three NFC West road games for the Cardinals. And his, uh, his when he's filled in, um, he's won at San Francisco, at Seattle, and at the Rams most recently. Um, so it, you know, it's a quarterback friendly system, and Cliff has a history of getting good production out of a variety of different quarterbacks. So and because Kyler's been hurt every year, Jim, it's it's not just this year. Well, this one was the most severe, obviously, but um, and his his play was affected after the injuries. I think it behooves the Cardinals uh, to get a younger quarterback in there with Kyler so they have a backup plan, um, a plan B, if you will. Um, Colt McCoy is signed for next year. I think that, you know, um, we'll be interested to see how he handles these four games down the stretch. He's a consummate pro. He prepares um, every game like he's going to start. Um, he's been a real rock for the Cardinals and a, quite a mentor for Kyler. Um, that's worked out really well. But, I mean, would you – I mean, I, I'm wondering if you guys should do the same, you know. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see what Brett Ripken – We'll do uh, Buster Bronco. I mean, he goes from the Broncos to the Broncos um, of Boise State. But, uh, you know, I mean, is there a guy in your system that, you know, a young young quarterback that they can um, turn to if if uh, beyond Rippin? Rippin um, yeah, yeah, but uh, Rippin, yeah, no. I, I, no. <laughs> the answer, Walter, is no. They, they do not. Yeah. They do not have, you know, Josh Johnson was in the practice squad. He got snapped up, not that he's a young quarterback, but uh, he got snapped up by the Niners, and good chance he'll be playing for them tonight. Yeah, there's nobody in that system right now. The the, the commitment has been clearly at this point in time uh, on Russell Wilson. Now, what happens next year in regard to Brett Rippon? You know, finding a veteran backup quarterback next year that um, that can come in and and fill that void if Russ gets hurt. Yeah, that remains to be seen. But yeah, there's 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 no. Nobody coming over that hill for the Broncos in terms of a young quarterback uh, for this football team. I, you know, they, they've looked at a couple of different guys, but uh, nothing is uh, nothing has stuck so far. I know for the Cardinals that uh, David Blau comes in from Detroit, uh, who was with right. the Lions previously. Carson Strong, who uh, the Broncos also took a look at as well at one point. Uh, those guys have been brought in to to provide the the, the backup quarterback depth for this football team right now uh, behind right. Colt McCoy. Right. I think uh, you're going to see a good game from Colt McCoy. Um, he, he's, he fits the system really well. Um, and um, he had a rough couple games, uh, second half against the 49ers, both on Monday Night Football. I mean, once we get behind with, you know, I mean, teams are teeing off on us. I mean, Josh Uche and, and Matthew Judon combined for like five sacks. Uh, you know, for the Patriots on Monday night, coming off a short week. But Colt didn't get hardly any reps during the week because Kyler was prepping. And, um, you know, so, uh, but with a week of reps, I think you'll see a pretty good good game from him. I mean, our, we have our two best receivers in the lineup with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. Um, we got a kid in the slot named Greg Dorch, who's uh pretty nifty. Rondale Moore was lost for the season two, so he's out, but 
but uh, Dorch is when when given the chance, he's been pretty decent. And uh, then you have Robbie Anderson too, who had a pretty good game. Um, he's starting to come on a little bit. So um, and Colt is trying to develop some rapport with him. Um, and James Conner has been playing his best football this season. The last few games, uh, he's been playing really tough and rugged. Uh, so I think offensively. You know, it'll be tough because your defense, like you say, it's, uh, you know, you've got Randy Gregory on the edge there and, you know, Bradley Chubb. I mean, well, actually, Chubb's gone now. They're trading him to Miami, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, but I don't know if they really missed a beat either because you're still playing really good on that side of the ball. I mean, do you guys think uh, Hackett might be one and done? Uh, I think it's entirely possible. I, I I think the fan base is pretty much fed up with with uh, with somebody that they I think they felt like you know, the game management issues were were a problem early on. So they brought in Joe Rosberg from Baltimore to handle that. Now Clint Kubiak's been the play caller last several games. That's what Hackett was doing. And so now I think the the feeling is that he was going to be the offensive maestro that was going to solve all the Broncos' offensive problems along with Russell Wilson. That has not been the case, and I think it's probably looking at you know looking like it probably Hackett will be done after this season. We'll have to wait and see. We got uh, Walter Mitchell with us from uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals blog, Revenge of the Birds. Uh, you mentioned uh, you, the, the the two receivers in Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you look at the numbers, Walter. They're they're not terrible. Uh, Hopkins six fifty three, five sixty five for for Marquise Brown. They have six combined touchdowns. But it seems like, along with Zach Ertz at that tight end spot, that you, I don't. You, to me, the expectation was more right that you'd have two guys that could be in 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 Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins could be thousand yard receivers, and neither. I mean, Hopkins could very well get there, but has it been a disappointment when it comes to those two receivers? Because certainly, I think you expect on the surface bigger numbers from those two guys, along with Zach Ertz, who I think is a really good tight end. Right. Well. To Hopkins' credit, he's got over 600 yards, and he missed the first six games due to due a due to a ped violation. I mean, that really hurt from the get go for the Cardinals is not having him to pair with Hollywood Brown. I mean, it was one of the reasons why they made the trade for Hollywood Brown in the first round of the draft with the with the Ravens was that they knew Hopkins would be out for six games, and they wanted to give Kyler a familiar friend. Um, and Brown got off to a really good start, but then he got a foot injury and missed, I think, five games. So their numbers are would have been better, maybe around the thousand mark, yard mark, maybe even beyond if they'd been healthy or, or available all year. So it's it's been a revolving. This is Jim. This is like the third game um, that Hopkins and Brown have been able to play together. Um, because uh, when Hopkins came back off the suspension, Brown was out with a foot injury, and then then he came back two weeks ago. So, I mean, the, the sad part for us uh, as Cardinal fans is that because of Kyler's injury and the suspension to Hopkins and the foot injury for Hollywood Brown, we've only seen Kyler with um, DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown for 50 snaps. That's yeah. it. That's, that's going to be, it's gonna be yeah. rough. you got that talent and not on the field enough to 
to really have to take full advantage of that talent with Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. Walter Mitchell with Revenge of the Birds, uh, Arizona Cardinals blog with us today on the Team Sports Network. I want to wrap it up here, Walter, with uh, Vance Joseph, former Broncos head coach, is the defensive coordinator in Arizona. Had some interesting comments directed at uh, Pat Patricia when the Cardinals played the Patriots uh, here a while back. But uh, right now, Arizona 21st in overall defense. And I I guess my, my question is this. Will Vance Joseph be back as a defensive coordinator for this football team? And getting back to my initial question, we started talking. What about the future of Cliff Kingsbury? Because obviously Vance Joseph's future is is tied to what happens with Kingsbury moving forward. I think Kingsbury has a better chance of staying than Joseph. Um, Vance does some peculiar things. I mean, he's. I mean, don't worry if you're third and fourteen. He'll rush three and play soft zone um, on the perimeter. I mean, he's got eight in coverage, and they don't cover you. I mean, they did it again last game, let the Patriots off the hook on a 14-yard out pass on a th- third and 13, where the where the, the cover, um, the cornerback, was like giving five-yard cushion. It's just un- – and then his defenses don't contain at all. I mean – you can bootleg all day long. You can tell your guy ripping right now. I mean, you can bootleg and send the tight end into the flat. The Rams have to be laughing at us every time they play us against Vance Joseph's defense because they run their waggle and bootleg system like to perfection every game, and there's little adjustments. We did have a guy who would contain in Hassan Reddick, but in one of the one of Steve Kimes' biggest mistakes is he decided to keep Chandler Jones for one more year instead and didn't want to play Reddick. So, um, I mean, Vance does some good things, but then he's had, you know, run in, you know, he's, he's been, you know, punishing Isaiah Simmons every time he makes, makes a mistake, he takes him off the field. And that's regrettable. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is a stud. So development of the young players has been, been um, a question too. And, and then this last week, I mean, calling out the Patriots, which is a sensitive subject for them in New England. You know, they've been, um, everyone's been criticizing Belichick for putting the offense in the hands of Matt Patricia. And so pouring gas on that fire was absolutely inane. And, um, you know, and the Patriots took notice and uh, they exploited Vance's defense. Hunter Henry went three catches for 70 yards. That's another thing is Vance hasn't shown he can cover a tight end in four years. Um, it's very, very disappointing. With Kingsbury, I mean, the problem for us now is that with Kyler out, what offensive head coach alternative would want to come in to this situation? Right. You know? I mean, I imagine a guy that you're looking at could make sense, would be looking at is D'Amico Ryan. Of the imagine him running your defense, oh my God! Um, you know, and I think for the Cardinals, I think the only chance they'd have of getting a good head coach candidate interested is because of the talent we have on defense. You know, a guy like D'Amico Ryan's might be interested, and maybe that would be. But I mean, Cliff, it's just tough. Uh, it's just tough. I think he's he's a better coach than. Um, than what the results have been this year. I mean, he was last year, um, but he's also been limited by Kyler's um, 
insistence that he just wants to throw from the back end of a pocket and he he doesn't move the pocket and he doesn't bootleg he doesn't waggle it's the most mystifying thing i've ever seen i mean when you have someone that gifted um and you're not moving him around and he's a sitting duck back there um so those those are questions like you know that need to be answered in the future but yeah i i mean the media is calling out for both time and Kingsbury to be fired. So, Jimmy, you might be right. I mean, it might happen. I feel bad for Kingsbury because he works his tail off, and I think he's better than people um, can imagine. And on a hard knocks, I think he's proven that. Um, if you know, with this HBO coverage they're getting, so I mean, um, you know, I think we're in a similar situation as you guys. It's kind of Fisher cut bait. Yeah, very true. Hey, Walter, 